I want to start with a question this morning. How are your listening skills? On any given day, in any given conversation, how is your ability to really hear what's being said? So I personally, uh, I don't always listen really well. So for example, my husband Chuck, he might be talking to me, telling me something, and I decide at that particular moment that it's a great time to take my phone out and check my email or check Facebook. I have this belief somehow that like I can do both things at once. I can listen and, and check my email. And so he's talking to me, and I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Is this familiar to anyone else? <laughs> just, just me? And I can tell, like, I can tell that sound is coming from his mouth. I can even make out a, a word or two that he's saying, but I haven't really paid attention. And eventually I realize that I need to say to him more than, uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I try to bluff my way through it. I'm like, oh, what was the, the first thing you said again to me? You know, it happened actually uh, this week. So here I am working on a sermon all about listening well. And Chuck is trying to tell me something, and at the same time, I realize that I misplaced some important paperwork. And so he's talking, but, I, but I'm looking through, through my books, trying to find the papers, and he knows. <laughs> he totally busted me. He knew I hadn't really heard what he said. In our passage today, as some scholars note, it's about how well we hear. Or as one commentator put it, the quality of our hearing. Scholar Dale Bruner, who I will reference a few times today as I was really influenced by his commentary on Matthew's parallel account of our passage, Bruner puts it like this. He says the issue is paying attention to what Jesus is saying. Are we really hearing Jesus? Are we really listening to what Jesus is saying? If the Lord is speaking, and we believe he is, we believe, uh, like the psalm said earlier, that, that the Lord is instructing us, the Lord is teaching us, the Lord is talking to us. But here's the question, are we listening. If you want to turn with me to our passage today, Luke chapter 8, we'll read verses 4 through 15 together. Luke chapter 8, starting in verse 4. Hear God's word. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to others, I speak in parables so that though seeing, they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. 
but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Let's pray. Loving God, we trust and believe that you are here with us, that you are present. And we pray that you would make us attentive to your presence. That, Lord, you would speak to us, and by your Holy Spirit, we would really hear you. We would pay attention. We would cling to your word and be transformed. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Later in Luke chapter 8, Jesus says this. He says, consider carefully how you listen. It seems to me like we've lost the art of listening in our culture. You already heard that I'm guilty of this. It seems that we, we talk past each other a lot. We don't really hear each other. We move fast and, and we multitask and we surround ourselves with so much noise. And if we do that with each other, what about with God? Are we really paying attention? Are we really hearing Jesus? Are we really receiving and, and holding on to what Jesus is saying? And here's what I want us to think about this morning. Why is our quality of hearing so important? Why does it matter? Why does it matter that we listen well to what Jesus is saying? We'll spend the majority of our time this morning exploring this, this one idea. The words of Jesus bring life. The words of Jesus brings life. Why does it matter that we listen well? Well, here's how Dale Bruner puts it. He says, look at what Jesus is saying and listen to what he means. Your life depends on this. We listen to live, to really, truly, abundantly live. I want you to hear the context of our passage. Chapter 8, verse 1, this is what it says. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. Jesus comes proclaiming good news. That's what Jesus does. That's what Jesus is still doing, that into a world tattered and torn by sin and death, God has come, God has acted, and the kingdom of God is here. Now, the kingdom of God is not a physical kingdom like when we think of castles and moats and kingdoms from medieval history. The kingdom of God is, is God's reign, God's rule. It's the life of heaven coming down to earth. Talk about good news. It's the life we were made for. It's the life that's being recreated, restored through Jesus Christ. And as Jesus is proclaiming this good news, in our parable today, he tells, excuse me, in our passage today, he tells what we call a, a parable. Now, what's a parable? Well, it's a, a story. And parables, they can appear innocent enough on the surface, like, okay, we're talking about farming or, or dinner parties or, or some common, ordinary thing. But parables, as I've heard it said before, are like ticking time bombs. They appear harmless enough on the surface, but at their core, they disrupt the status quo. They call our, our life, our faith, to response. Parables are not meant to be held at a distance. No, they draw us in, and they require a response. If, and this is a big if, if we only have ears to hear. Here again, verses 9 through 11. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets or, or the mystery of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that those seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable, the seed 
is the word of God. Jesus is saying some people, they don't really hear. Their hearts have become hard. They don't really see, they don't really hear. As Eugene Peterson puts it, their, their ears are open, but they don't hear a thing. And what's the cost? What's the cost of, of not really hearing Jesus? Of not really listening to what he says? Well, at one point in the ministry of Jesus, some disciples, they start bailing. The teaching of Jesus is getting hard and, and, and a little weird, and they take off. And Jesus turns to the twelve, and he says, are you going to leave too? And Peter, Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? Where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life, which means the cost of turning a deaf ear to Jesus is great. The Apostle Paul, when writing a letter to the church in Rome, he's trying to convey the cost of our sin, of our, of our rebellion against God, of our turning away from God. And he puts it like this. He says the wages of sin is death. The lost in our, in our sin and, and our brokenness, we don't need a, a moral fix. We don't need to just put on our Sunday best. No, we need someone to bring us to life. We need the word of God to break through our soundproof souls that we might receive the free gift of eternal life, the life of God's kingdom here and now and, and forever. The free gift of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. For we see in our parable today, do you see it? Some people really hear what Jesus is saying. Some people receive the word of God. Verse eight, other seed fell on good soil. Other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. Do you hear that? They receive the words of Jesus. And they cling to what Jesus is saying. And they keep clinging to what Jesus is saying. And for them, it's life is this abundance, is this flourishing, is this incredible growth, this unbelievable harvest produced in their lives for the words of Jesus brings life. And I'm convinced, I'm convinced more than anything that what I need, what my family needs, what our world needs is to hear the words of Jesus. More than anything, what we need is to hear from Jesus. Amen? Let's take a step back for a minute. Let's ask a really important question. What keeps us from hearing? What keeps us from really hearing what Jesus is saying? As we already named in our parable, there are other types of soil, right? Like not everyone receives the words of Jesus. The first type isn't really soil at all. I mean, I'm not much of a gardener, or a farmer, really, but, but we're talking about a road. It doesn't seem like great soil. Birds quickly come and, and devour the seed. And the second soil, it's rocky ground. There's like zero percent chance of, of roots forming there. And the third soil is where, is where the seed falls among thorns, and there's this, this choking out effect. And we see in, in our passage that all sorts of things can get in the way of really hearing Jesus really receiving the word that brings life. The work of the enemy 
can get in the way. Our lack of, of rootedness that becomes apparent when times get tough. There can be a, a crowding out effect of, of life's worries and riches and, and pleasures and with so many things competing for our attention, Jesus' words just get, just get pushed aside. It reminds me of when you're in a crowded coffee shop and you're trying really hard to pay attention to your friend in front of you, to what your friend is saying, but there's like a thousand other things going on around you, stealing your attention. And there are other reasons. There's other reasons we have a hard time really hearing Jesus. The Lord often speaks in a still, small voice. And if you're anything like me, then being quiet enough and still enough and silent enough to really hear Jesus, well, that can be really hard. And we see that listening well to Jesus, it requires a a patience, a tenacity of pursuit as we allow things to move from our head to our heart. I have a friend who was on a retreat recently, and he said for a long time, he felt like the Lord was trying to say something to him about who he was as a child of God. But he said it wasn't until the retreat, until he was on this retreat, that he was finally able to receive that truth into his heart, to hear it, and receive it. And for some, maybe the idea that the Lord desires to speak personally to you, maybe that's a new idea, maybe that's a foreign concept. I mean, as Nate was saying, that that we come in and it's all of us engaged, all of us participants, could it be that God actually wants to address you as we gather and worship, that God actually has something to say to you? Because without that expectation, well, listening well is, is really hard. For me, I would add busyness, hurriedness. When I'm moving really fast, I have a hard time listening well. It's like that person who's talking so much, talking so fast, and you have a hard time getting a word in edgewise. I wonder if Jesus feels that way about my life sometimes. Or at times, it's just the blind spots I have that get in the way of really hearing Jesus. This temptation I have to make Jesus look like me and sound like me, like my particular Western American middle-class white point of view. And so when Jesus is, is challenging me, when Jesus is preaching the subversive ways of his kingdom, I have a hard time hearing. What about you? We come to this moment of truth. You know, truth be told, we can be a lot like those first three soils. We can have a hard time really hearing Jesus. What about you? If you think about that for a moment, what keeps you from, from really listening to Jesus? Think about that. What keeps you from really listening to Jesus? And so what do we do? How do we hear and, and receive the words of Jesus? If we confess we have a hard time listening, what do we do? How do we, how do we then behave? How do we then act? If we want to hear, if we want to receive, what do we do? You know, my dad lived with a significant amount of, of hearing loss. But for years, he went without a, a hearing aid. But now after decades of struggling to really hear, My dad finally went to the VA hospital and got fitted for two brand new hearing aids that restore his hearing. I mean, talk about a game changer. 
In our passage today, it reminds us that like my dad, we actually need help if we're gonna hear. To hear the words that bring life, to respond to the words of Jesus, well, we need the Lord to help us, to make our hearts soft and receptive, to hear. I want you to watch this video. It's a video of an eight-month-old baby fitted with a device called a cochlear implant. And this baby is now hearing his mother's voice for the first time. So it's coming back on, and he's back on again. See how he turns? Hi, Jonathan. Stop the sucking. Hi. Yeah. Good. Could you hear that? <laughs> Hi, sweetie. Could you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi. You got that, Dad, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hi, Jonathan. <gasps> We call that a late Christmas present. <laughs> Hi. Good job, buddy. That's really good. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> That's the joy of hearing. And so we pray. Jesus, make our hearts soft. We, we declare the good news of the kingdom to ourselves this morning. That only Jesus can save us. That only Jesus can take our hearts of stone and give us a heart of flesh. Like we prayed earlier, Lord, give us ears so that we can hear. And here's the good news, Isaiah 55, the Lord says, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Dale Bruner puts it like this, Jesus's words bring into our world the otherworldly power of the coming kingdom of God. My friends, we're talking about the power of God unleashed. And so we trust that God's word goes out in power. Yes, as N.T. Wright names, we do all that we can to remove barriers, rocks, and thorns in, in the lives of those around us and in our lives. But we trust that it is the Holy Spirit who makes us receptive to the word of God. And we pray, Lord, give us ears to hear. I want you to think about what would happen if we just started to pray that, like, like daily, consistently. Lord, give us ears to hear. As we get out of bed in the morning, as we come on a Sunday morning, as we open up our Bibles in our daily lives, how would our relationships be different? What would happen in this church? What could happen through this church in our hearts? How would we see the Holy Spirit move in our midst if we just humbly prayed, Lord, give us ears to hear? And so as we prepare to come to the table together, I invite you just into a moment of silence. Whatever you're facing right now, whatever circumstance, to simply pray, Lord, give me ears to hear.